Hi there, I'm Paulina, LWC Studios' managing producer. Lend me your ear for a minute. The Supreme Court's decision to repeal Roe v. Wade devastated me and many of my colleagues in podcasting. It continues to be important that we stand together in supporting a person's right to choose. That's why I'm participating in the Listen to Women Coalition. It's a group of audio creators dedicated to uplifting and creating pro-choice content. We've launched a merch campaign with 100% of proceeds going to the National Network of Abortion Funds. You can find a link to Listen to Women on LWC Studios' Twitter, at LWC Studios. Buy a t-shirt, wear it to your next hang to go to a live podcast show and on the way to the polls. And tell a friend. Thanks. My name is Azana lopez Um, I'm 20 years old right now. And I'm talking to my mother. Hi, I'm Vanessa Lopez. I'm 41 years old. And I'm talking to my daughter, Azana Lilat Rosa Lopez-Bell. Mi nombre es Rosa López. Nací agosto 28 del 45. Nací aquí en Santiago de This is Feeling My Flow, a podcast for BC administration as an event that happens to all types of bodies. I'm Camila Kashani. My pronouns are she and her. For this episode, we'll talk to three generations of menstruators in the Lopez family. A daughter, a mother, and a grandmother, who all use the pronouns she and her. And we'll travel from the Dominican Republic in the 1950s to New York City in the 1990s to Baltimore, Maryland in 2019. We'll start with the youngest, Asana. When she was growing up, Asana noticed that her mom didn't want her to feel shame about her period. Now she realizes how important that was. Here she is talking to her mom about it. I think you did a good job with teaching me, like, how to use the pad and the tampon, like, the first time I had it, giving me the hot water bottle and such. You did a really good job normalizing it, not making it anything, like, weird. But there was one thing Asana didn't see the same way her mom did. He wanted to throw me a party to, like, celebrate me being a woman. Yeah, I didn't really think it was something, like, to be partied about. Asana's talking about a period party. Here's the basic idea. After someone experiences their first period, sometimes parents or friends throw a party as a way to create a safe space to ask questions about menstruation. It's also a way to celebrate your period as a special occasion. I think for me, like the period party was just like, you're being ushered into this beautiful world. That's Vanessa Lopez, Asana's mom. The joy and sadness and frustration of your cycle, that takes a long time to learn. But there's a million people before you that all did it. Vanessa was excited when Asana got her first period. She wanted to mark the occasion. But Asana felt differently. That just felt really awkward. Like, hey, let's have everyone over and, like, just discuss this thing. Like, it, it felt more private. To be honest, I probably wouldn't have wanted my mom to throw me a period party either. (laughs) At like 13, that maybe sounds horrific. Because I do remember sort of feeling shameful about it. Just like the awkwardness of middle school and like the awkwardness of your body. I think it took a while to really embrace it with the intention of the period party. I wanted you to get there before I did. To understand why Asana and Vanessa think differently about menstruation, let's look back one generation. 
Here's Vanessa telling Asana about what she remembers from her childhood. Um, I guess when I think about Abuela, like, I think Abuela did a really good job of teaching me to, like, love my body, like, in general. And I think given, like, the time that Abuela grew up in, she didn't really have the language to, like, talk about it too much. But she was like, here's this thing. Here's how you handle it. Vanessa grew up in New York City in the 80s and 90s, and she was 13 years old when she got her first period. So I was sitting in the bathroom, and I remember I, like, wiped myself and saw blood and, like, screamed out to my mom, like, I got my period. Vanessa's mom sent Vanessa's brother to the bodega to get pads. On the one hand, Vanessa was relieved to get her period because she was the last of her friends to get it. On the other hand... It's going to sound like, I almost hate to say it, I, I guess a part of me felt kind of dirty. Like, oh man, now I have this period. Vanessa felt like her period was something dirty for a long time. I remember, you know, going to school and like if you had your period, like you would hide your pad in your pocket or like under your shirt. It wasn't until she was in her 20s that she started to think about her period and her body differently. And her mind really started to change once she started reading feminist books. I think especially I read The Red Tent. And the idea was like women got their periods and they would be put into this red tent and sort of they were like ostracized from the men because they were on their cycle. But there was also this part where like it was like a party because like all the ladies were up in the tent and they were like taking care of each other. And they were like, oh, you have cramps? Like here's some oil to rub on it. Reading those books made Vanessa more aware of her body. Having my period put me in connection to like the cycles of life. Like the week before my period, I'm hyper-focused, productive. Like I could do anything. And that was empowering for her. And I think for me, it started in books and these women like claiming their bodies as like powerful sites. It wasn't long after that that Vanessa started to see her own body as one of those powerful sites. And she especially felt that power when she had a daughter of her own. Here she is telling Asana about it. When you were little, you probably were like 10 months old. And I was really sick. I remember calling the pediatrician, like, what am I supposed to do? And he was like, no, yeah, you breastfeed her because she's going to get all your antibiotics. And so I'm breastfeeding you in the middle of the night, and I'm like sweating profusely because I have the flu. And I just remember at some point looking down at you and being like, damn, I've sustained this life. And for me, that made me feel really powerful. I think that's probably the closest I've ever felt to God, but it also made me be like, dang, my body did that. That sense of power that Vanessa felt, she never stopped feeling it. And as Asana became older, Vanessa knew that she wanted to pass that powerful feeling on. And sometimes that meant Vanessa did things a little differently than her mom. Abuela used to call the vagina the cucaracha. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> which is like a cockroach, which is kind of funny and maybe cute, but I hated cockroaches. I thought they were disgusting. Do you remember what I used to call your vagina? A uh, flower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like for real thought about that because like <laughs> a flower blooms and it grows and it changes and like goes through these processes. And I think part of why I wanted to have a daughter was because, like, I'm a woman and I wanted to, like, share these experiences. So, like, I did very much think about how I wanted you to feel about your body. Now let's hear from Rosa Lopez, mother to Vanessa and grandmother to Asana. 
She lives in the Dominican Republic. So she talked to our producer Mia from a studio there. Te digo que mi niñez en Santiago fue muy hermosa. Porque tuve unos padres muy cariñosos. Rosa was the youngest of 12 kids growing up in Santiago, a city in the DR. Rosa told Mia she was 13 years old when she got her first period. It happened one day when she was swimming in a river near her home. Rosa says she saw blood and didn't understand what was happening. She ran back to her house crying, and she told her mom she must have cut herself. Rosa's mom said, let's talk. She sat Rosa down and explained that she had developed into a young woman. También tenía una funda con mucho pañito cortado. La madre hacían los paños de la tela que iban quedando. Con eso era que uno se cuidaba. She also gave her a bag full of small rags. Rosa says that back then, the mothers in DR would make sanitary pads from leftover fabric, and that's what menstruators used to take care of themselves. Me sentí extraña porque la verdad yo no quería que eso me pasara. Rosa says she felt strange because she didn't really want this to happen to her. And soon after that, she realized her cycle was irregular. Instead of every month, she'd get her period every other month. And she remembers her sisters teasing her about it. Mis hermanas me tenían un nombre feo, una mula. Y eso me hizo mucho daño a mí. They called her mula, a mule, because they said she was never going to have kids. By the way, we checked with the doctor about this, who said an irregular period can make getting pregnant more difficult, but not impossible. And it can be treated. Still, at a young age, the teasing caused Rosa a lot of pain. But her close relationship with her mom helped her get through it. Mi madre fue una madre amorosa. Mi madre creyó siempre en mí. Rosa says her mom was very loving, and she always believed in her. Rosa would remember that love and support when she moved to the United States a year after that first period came. And 18 years later, she would remember when she had a daughter of her own. The way the women in the Lopez family talk about periods has evolved a lot in three generations. Rosa wanted her daughter not to feel shame about periods, so she taught her about her body. Vanessa wanted her daughter to be able to celebrate her womanhood more than she was able to. And even though Asana said no to the period party, she has some ideas about what she wants to say to her daughter if she ever has kids. I mean, right now I'm not like at the stage where I'm like, it's a beautiful thing, your body, whatever. But I would just want to tell her like, it's not dirty. I feel like a lot of the time, like girls are just supposed to act like nothing's happening. So I think I would tell them, you know, like it's it's okay to um, not feel completely yourself or just feel like you want to take it slow. That you could always like talk to me about it. We loved talking to these three fierce women. And our hope is that their openness can inspire you to have conversations with your loved ones too. Hay niñas que no conocen la menstruación. Ya cuando tú conoces 
de la menstruación, de cómo cuidarte, es más fácil y se cometen menos errores. I wanted for you to just like know that that was like part of your superpower as like a girl in the world. I used to be afraid to be like loud with the pad in the bathroom because you know it sounds like opening a bag of chips. <laughs> But now I don't really feel very shameful about it. Feeling My Flow is a resource to help you start important conversations at critical moments. Like when you're figuring out how to talk with someone about your period. We're here to inform, entertain, and empower. Visit us at feelingmyflow, that's F-L-O dot com. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to join the conversation. Thanks for listening. Feeling My Flow is produced by Mia Warren. This episode was co-produced by Madison Mullen. Our sound engineer is Carolina Rodriguez. Our intern is Emma Forbes. We're a production of Lantigua Williams & Co. I'm your host, Camila Kashani.